0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannert, CEO of the Leaders Institute. My goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. For the last couple of weeks, I've covered how to start a presentation and how to design a fantastic presentation. This week, I'm gonna show you how a few ways that you can actually end your presentation with a bang. Uh, By the way, I also designed a handout for this session since there's so many options to to kind of follow that you can choose from. So uh, if you just follow the link in the show notes, you can access that free handout. Or if you don't have access to the show notes, just type in how to end your presentation with a bang into Google and look for the post from the fearless You'll find it pretty easily because of the length of the session, though, I'm going to jump right into the content. So stand by for how to end your presentation with a bang. All right, so you've spent days and in some cases maybe weeks putting together a killer presentation and now you have to stand up with confidence and present every bullet point with poise and then you get all the way to the end and the presentation just kind of fizzles. It's like a marathon runner who trains for months, maybe years, and then just a half mile before the finish line starts to cramp up and can't finish the race. The last thing that you tell your audience will most likely be what they remember. So you really want to end your presentation with a bang. So in this episode, I'm going to cover... Three things that you should absolutely avoid when you close your presentation, and then in addition to that, we're going to cover seven killer ways to end on a positive note. So lots of content here. Um, this is one of those episodes that you want to, to um, kind of bookmark so you can come back to it as you're designing your presentation. Uh, so let's kind of start with the three showstoppers. Right? These are the things that you really, really want to not do. And I hate to tell people, I hate, I hate spending time going, oh, okay, don't, don't do these things because... For some reason, the human brain doesn't work that way. When you tell somebody to not do something, they tend to to do that thing anyway. But I don't really know any other way to get you to avoid some of these big ones. Um, But so let's let's kind of cover them really briefly. So the first big showstopper, this is the a very poor way to end your presentation, is ending with a question and answer period, one of those Q&A things. Um, one of the things that it, it just drives me up the wall is ending a fantastic presentation with a QA and a session, um, because the, the, the Q&A session at the end has a really high propensity to just flop. Um, it reminds me of, of this a sage advice from my junior high school football coach. He was an old school running game type of coach. And he'd say, in football, when you pass the ball, only three things can happen and two of them are bad. <laughs> right? So well, I always remembered that for some reason, even though it's been, you know, 40 years ago now, uh, since I first heard that. I kind of feel the same way, by the way, about question and answer periods, because there are really three ways that Q&A sessions can end and two of them are bad. So if you're well, for instance, if your audience asks you great questions, you can end your presentation on a high note. That's fantastic. That would be ideal. However, if your audience asks you odd questions or uninteresting questions, you kind of end on a low note. So the exact opposite happens or even worse. Than getting crappy questions, though, is getting no questions. You know, so that 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 now the ending just seems odd. So when when I present during uh, my classes, I encourage people to ask questions during my presentation, and that that way I use a more dynamic way to end my presentation with a with a bang. I, I want to get the questions out of the way while the presentation is going on, not wait till the end. Um, the second one that is, that can be a challenge is when you end by thanking your audience for their time as as if their time is more valuable than yours. So when you stand up to speak, you should have the attitude that your audience is there to hear from you because you have important information that they need. So when you thank the audience for their time, you're conceding that their time is now more important than, than your time. It's more valuable than your time. So that can be a challenge, and then the third way, and and this is one where, if you fall into this trap, it can be more detrimental than even the other two. Is you want to avoid an abrupt ending that really has no conclusion. Uh, by the way, I give you an example of this. I, this happened to be very early in my career, the first time that I really bombed a speech. Um, I, I, I made two really big mistakes. The first was that I just sped through the information so quickly that I finished in less than half of the allotted time. They gave me fifteen minutes. I finished in half that time. And then I, since I just kind of ran out of things to say, I, I just sat down. So the people in the audience were confused. I had more time and the ending was so abrupt that they weren't really sure if I was finished. So you want to spend some time preparing your conclusion. Practice it a few times and you'll end on a, on a much higher note. Uh, by the way, here's a, a little quick bonus tip. You want to warn your audience ahead of time that your speech is actually coming to an end. Our brains are wired to look for structure in things, so that's why people get frustrated with cliffhangers in movies. Um, only in movies there's a sequel, right? And then in, in speeches and presentations, the the end is the end. So. What you want to do is give a hint that you're nearing a close, a couple of slides or a paragraph before you actually do the, the close. So all you really have to do is say something like, so let's review what we've discussed so far. Or as I wrap up the presentation or in conclusion, you know, signaling that close prepares your audience for the ending. And then ironically, it almost also makes your ending more memorable. We just gotta go. Okay, so stay away from those three things. I know those are very common things that that will happen in presentations and some of them are things that people actually prepare. Uh, But instead of doing those three things, I'm gonna give you seven really cool killer endings that you can use that work really, really well. Now, some work better for some audiences and some work better for other audiences. So I'll give you kind of a brief explanation of each one and pick the one that you think might be right for the for the type of presentation that you're delivering and the audience that you're, you're delivering for. All right, so the very first one is you want to end your present, you can end your presentation with a brief summary of your key points. Um so if you're delivering just a few key points like we suggest that that people do in their presentation it's easy just to summarize your topic and and the key points so Zig Ziglar famous motivational speaker he he once said um, that you want to tell people what you want to tell them, and then tell them, and then tell them what you told them. So, in his suggestion was to give an introduction outlining your topic and your key points as the introduction, and then cover your presentations one point at a, or cover your your bullet points one at one bullet point at a time, and then uh, and give clarifying clarification and evidence for each of those bullet points and then finally at the end just recap your topic and your key points at the at the conclusion this technique works really really well because it allows you to repeat your key concepts, your key bullet points a few times, and this repetition actually helps your audience members remember the, the content a little bit better. Um, an example of using a summary to end your presentation with a bang would be kind of like a couple of months ago, I had a class member who used this technique really, really well. She worked for a local TV station uh, that was trying to attract new viewers, and and in the presentation outline that she created, was basically um, we can increase the number of young viewers by focusing more on our social media platform. She was presenting this to her executives. And then she gave the, the bullet points, which were teens get most of their news from social media. Uh, the second one was increased coverage with teens increases interest in the station. And then the third thing was making social media selective will make us stand out against the competition. So basically that was her topic in her three key bullet points. So the, the way she introduced it was basically just reading what she had. She said, my topic today is about how to increase the number of young viewers by focusing more on social media. The things that we're going to cover are how teens get most of their news from social media, and that if we increase our coverage with teens, there'll also be a corresponding increase in interest in our TV station from those teens and then how making our social media selective will allow us to stand out from the competition. So after the introduction, the speaker would, then she just covered the meat. She would give examples and stories to reinforce each one of those bullet points and then just do the same recap at the end. She would just recap the the uh, the main bullet points she would say something like uh, at the conclusion um so in conclusion since teens get most of their news via social media and if we increase our coverage with teens we'll also increase interest in our station and if we make our social media selective we'll stand out from the crowd i believe that we can increase the number of young viewers by focusing more on social media so basically she's she's giving the intro and the content and then in conclusion she's basically doing all three of those things using the same technique and as a result the repetition kind of clicks in so even without hearing the entire presentation just by me giving you the topic and the three key bullet points a few times you probably remember a few of those things so this the summary technique is a really easy way to conclude your speech it will also increase the retention of your audience uh, and by the way, if you want some example, uh, some additional examples, I put a, a, a post in the show notes that you can kind of click through and give. Uh, that will give you some different examples that you can see of that particular one. Okay, number two is you want to end with an example story or an anecdote. This is by the by way by by far <laughs> my favorite way to both start a presentation and actually end a presentation. You can use a compelling story or an anecdote. And I'll kind of show you uh, in one of the future ones in one of the, the um, latter concepts that I'm going to share with you, how you can do do them both. You can do the intro and the conclusion in a very unique way to, to kind of tie everything up. Um, I delivered a breakout session a few weeks ago about how to design better technical presentations. And I started my presentation just by describing my first day in macroeconomics class in college. By the way, that day was really, 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 really boring. And of course I described it in a very funny and over-exaggerated way. And I used this story to show how if you are delivering dry content, your delivery has to be fairly energetic or you're gonna bore your audience. By the way, my professor did not use that technique by the way. Uh, And then uh, basically I just spoke for another 45 minutes and then I finished my presentation by describing the success story of one of my class members so so basically I started with a bad example and then I ended the presentation with a story of a good example had had um, this this class member that I had trained had implemented the very content that I had just delivered to the breakout session group. However, um, he was delivering a very data-intense presentation for the CDC, for the Center for Disease Control. So his content was even more boring than the type of content that the audience had to deliver. So the story showed the group how a speaker can actually make even boring data-filled material and you get, make that more entertaining and easier to deliver as well Um, those contrasting stories you know the one at the start of my presentation uh, and then the one at the end they really work together they book in the entire presentation Uh, an easy way by the way to find funny anecdotes to end your presentation sometimes um, you can if you just want to have a good a funny story or an anecdote of some type um, a good place to find those anecdotes is is just in reader's digest the old the old uh, magazine it's still out there and and there i think it's rd.com readers digest um, uh, their website um, has all of those funny work related stories um and um, you can basically just go down and purchase one of those they're probably still still in the, the grocery store lines but it's it's easier just to kind of go on their website and just scroll through stories until you find one that's kind of closely related to the topic that you're presenting. And you can find, you know, funny jokes and quotes and, and different things like that. Um, in fact, I, uh, I'll i link to that in the show notes. So basically, if you if you click the link that's in the show notes, I'll, I'll sh- kind of show you where you can find some of these funny anecdotes. Um, by the way, this is kind of an embarrassing incident, but it shows you how if you get a little creative any type of story can actually be a great ending. I was training an instructor years ago, and I I, I just picked a random funny anecdote. I just had her pick a fan of a, a random funny anecdote from Reader's Digest. I had one in my bag, and I said, "Hey, I'll show you how easy this is. You just pick a story, any any funny story out of Reader's Digest. I'm going to find a way to insert that into my presentation." And uh, this is the story that she picked, by the way. Um, a woman. Went to her boss saying that she was she was going to go home early because she was feeling sick. The boss, who basically had just gotten over a cold, said that he he hoped it wasn't something that he had given her. And a co-worker overhearing the conversation said, I hope not. She's got morning sickness. And so pretty funny story, right? If you if you tell it the right way, you can get a, get a couple of laughs. Um, and, but I had to insert that into my into my class though because I told my my instructor in training that this was really easy to do. So obviously this woman who I was training to be an instructor obviously had a pretty fair sense of humor as well. Um, but I thought about it for a while and and I just ended the session with, so in summary, one of the most important parts, of the presentation design process is knowing your audience. In fact, that reminds me of a story. And then I just added the anecdote word for word and I got a big laugh. So I I basically um, found a way to kind of end the presentation with humor by telling a a funny story that we got from Reader's Digest. So you don't have to work that hard a lot of times. If you you just end with a, a really compelling story from your own experience, a lot of times it's gonna go over really, really, really well. Um, number three, the third one that you can do is, is finish your speech by telling the end of an earlier story. This is the one I was referencing a little earlier. If you want to be more inspirational with your stories, you can give the beginning of the story early in the presentation, typically at the very beginning, and then end your the story in your conclusion when you finish the, the presentation. For instance, I sometimes will start my public speaking class telling the story about how I bombed my first big presentation as a college intern Um, And and then I'll often go into great detail about how my hands were sweaty and how I rushed through the whole 15-minute presentation and three and a half minutes and how I was mortified. And then I finished the presentation by telling how just a year later, after a little bit of outside training, I had to stand up in front of 400 people and give an acceptance award, acceptance speech for an award that I, that I received. And this time I was calm. I used my humor to win over the audience and I, and I killed it. You know, So by continu- but continuing the story and providing the positive result at the end, it makes for a, a nice presentation ending. So basically, you start a story where you had a challenge and then end your presentation with the success of how you overcame that challenge. That works really, really well. The fourth one is you can end your presentation with an open-ended question. Um, Questions stimulate the part of the brain that overrides instincts and old behaviors. So when you pose a question, your brain automatically thinks about it. Sometimes your brain will instinctively answer the question whether you want it to or not. So that's why people are drawn to thought-provoking questions. So a great way to end your presentation is is with a well-designed thought-provoking question. So, for instance, when I teach a class, I use this technique before almost every break. Um, For instance, if I teach an hour long session, it, it will be easy for the audience to forget a lot of that content if it isn't reinforced right away. So by asking a thought provoking question about the content, it stimulates that content in the minds of the audience members. So when you ask questions, though, avoid questions where the answer isn't obvious yes or no. Instead, ask open-ended question. The easiest way to do that is just ask the, the audience members their opinions about what you've just talked about. For instance, um, if my title is um, starting with a three-point outline will help you save time when you design a presentation, I could just end the speech with a question like, hey, based on what we've talked about today, can you see how... Uh, starting with a three-point outline can help save you time. If so, how, right? So it's the if so, how part that opens up the conversation and gets them to kind of talk about it. So answer uh, any answers that the audience provides, by the way, they help me prove my point. <laughs> so the more answers that they give me, the more proof that I have that the content that we just covered is actually going to be very helpful to them. All right. So the fifth one is you want to give the audience a call to action at the end of your speech. Um, quite often when we deliver a speech, we're, we're doing so to get the audience to take action, We want them to do something different as a result of the content that we've given them. And more often than not, the audience never does what we suggest. So if, it, if it's important for your audience to to do something with that great content that you provided. You want to end with some type of call to action. Tell, ask them to do something. So just as an FYI here, though, if you ask them to do a single thing, they're more likely to do it. If you ask them to do a second thing, they're more likely to do neither of those two things. So, so to prevent that and to inspire your audience, challenge them to just do one specific thing from your speech. If your presentation is about how your company should invest in advertising, then make your call to action something very specific. So my suggestion is that we increase our advertising budget by ten percent, and use that budget for additional retargeting ads. You know something very very specific. Um, the the things uh, the the main things to keep in mind here is that um, the more calls to action that you have, the less likely they're going to do anything. So make your call to action just a single item and make it easy for the people in the audience to implement and you'll get a better result. So the sixth way to end your presentation with a bang is to use what we call the echo close. Now, you can a good way to do this is to end with with somewhat of an inspirational quote and then echo a single part of that quote as your presentation capstone. You know, for instance, you might say something like A wise man once said that the mind is not a vessel to be filled, but a fire to be kindled. So basically start with a quote like that and then echo through that kindled part. So when you present, kindle the fire of knowledge, kindle the fire of enthusiasm, kindle the fire of humor, kindle the fire of empathy. And when you do all that, you're going to kindle the fire of learning from your audience. So again, it's kind of a more inspirational way to to end your presentation. Another example might be, uh, so in conclusion, brevity brevity in public speaking is pretty important. In fact, George Orwell once said, um, if it is possible to cut a word out of your speech, always cut it out. So when you create a presentation, cut the fluff cut the repetitive bullets, cut the platitudes, and when you do, you will cut the confusion from your audience as well. So it's an easy technique if you prepare the ending and then practice it a few times. It's much more difficult to kind of do this off the top of your head you know, while you're, while you're presenting because it is one of those things that you have to kind of practice and prepare. But if you do it really well, it, it it's um it, it's one of those things that people kind of look back on and say, oh my God, he was really good, or she was really good as a presenter. So that concludes the six ways that you can end your presentation with a bang. However, there is one more thing. So Steve Jobs was really famous for concluding his keynotes with the one more thing technique. And then basically at the end of saying those words, he would follow up with a surprising fact, a, a surprising feature, a new innovation. Um, and you know why is this effective? Well, because it leaves people talking. It's a really cool way to, to make the conclusion of your presentation something where people kind of talk about it. Um, then the next time you're about to give a speech, try leaving out the most surprising part until the end. <laughs> then channel your inner Steve Jobs. By the way, regardless of how you choose to to end your presentation, spend a little bit of time on the ending, make it flawless, and you'll leave your audience really wanting more. Uh, If you do that, you're going to end your presentation with a bang. By the way, don't forget to uh, go to our website and download the free handout for this one. And we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations Podcast. Bye, y'all. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.